Hey guys, it's Liz. And this is Bree, and welcome to Brash Bookish Bitches, where we discuss the bookish community and its latest controversies. We'll cover all the hot book drops that are coming out this year, from your favorite indie authors, as well as review other traditional authors. We'll learn all the bookish lingo with you, and investigate the questions everyone's dying to know. How the hell do you write a book? We don't know. <laughs> so welcome to a sanctuary for brash bookish bitches. Well, thank you. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Hi, Craig. Hi, Bree. Hi, how's it going, Liz? It feels like it's been a lifetime. It does. We haven't talked much this week. It's been busy. Yeah. So do you want to start off with some weekly chaos? You know, honestly, I feel like that much did not happen to me. <laughs> um, I started my first week at my new job. Uh honestly, it's really easy in comparison to the other healthcare jobs I've worked. Like very um this is a word you never say in healthcare, but we're not at a office so it doesn't count. But it's really chill. Yeah. Right. Quiet. <laughs> like we can say it here. We're not at work. <laughs> yeah, we're safe. I have wood to knock on. Yeah. Um and people who don't believe in like the weird mental health like uh taboos or whatever like that. Like what do you do when someone dies, Brie? Uh, I don't this know. This might be regional. You always open a window. Oh, well, yeah. 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 I guess Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Gotta let the spirit go. You never yeah. say chill or quiet, especially on, like, a dementia unit. It's just yeah. asking for bad luck. And We don't say is, it either on ours. Yeah. Is there a certain day of the year you always want to call out on? It might be different because you work with babies. Halloween. But is there or full Halloween. moons. And full yeah. moons for babies. But last Last year I worked... I'm pretty sure it was last year, uh, Friday the 13th on a full moon. And oh God. so many people called out yeah. because it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, new job is going good. Um, I like the people I work with, except I'm the oldest, which is really oh, weird out of like the AIDS. Yeah. I'm used to being the youngest by like a minimum of 15 years. So right. yeah, not everyone, but a lot of healthcare workers. Um, so it's been going really good. I like it a lot more than I did my other job. Um, I missed two therapy appointments this week. One because oh, nice. I forgot and one because I overslept. So there's not there there might be some advice from Miss A because we do still text, but I hope she doesn't think I'm avoiding her. I doubt she does. She probably knows that, you know, things happen. I brought it into consideration a few times when I didn't want to talk about something. I was like, what if I just ignore the fact that I have therapy? Right. But I've never done it. Well, don't worry, Miss A. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm not, I'm not ignoring therapy, but I think it's okay. You were, had a really busy week too. Like, you know, yeah, you got to give yourself. I feel like you there. always uh, tread the line in therapy of like, 
how much can I say without getting involuntarily like institutionalized? <laughs> Just me? I, um, I think there's one, there's like one big thing you can say that'll do that, but the others most likely not. But that was always a really thing. big fear of mine in high school. Yeah. I feel like you can say a lot without getting institutionalized. I don't want to give people any ideas about what to avoid to say to their therapist because if yeah. they feel that way, they should Be open say it. and don't, don't lie to your therapist. Yeah, don't Usually, lie to your, number one, person. they probably know. Yeah, and they they're probably not the know person. you're lying. Yeah. Not the person to lie to. Well, what else happened this week? I've read a lot of the Blue Aliens series. <laughs> Still? Okay, it must be good because I trust your opinion on things. <laughs> and I feel Dude. like I'm like really not into it. But every time I bring man. up the series, I feel like shame flush my cheeks. Nothing against Ruby Dixon as an author. No. She's wonderful. No, no, no. She's fantastic. There are people that like them. Obviously, yeah. you like them. <laughs> Obviously, I like them because I read them. Yeah. I started this week on um like book eight, mm-hmm. and I'm on book 17. Did um, she write them all? Yeah. I haven't read the holiday episodes yet because I have this weird thing where, like, I can't read it unless the holiday is Yeah. Oh, 100%. Near. Yeah. I Feels really weird. Um, but I'm, I'm reading all the other ones. And, like, yeah, mostly smut, but also plot. <laughs> I'm curious to see what's happening to these, to these tribes people. <laughs> what is the, like, smut to plot ratio? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's very... Is it about 50 very is like heavy distribution <laughs> um like th- there's there's like good i guess it depends on your level of smut and what you're looking for okay. it's not like super heavy there's like, different levels dark and twisty yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's levels mm-hmm. of smut just like there's levels of hell um, like- <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's like the good kind of hell though right yeah the one the one l yeah, yeah. Help. Um but like it's it's the kind I enjoy. I'll tell yeah. you that. I'm having a great time. The characters are very cute together. Um Aww. I find their relationships adorable. I feel for their struggles. Is it like and a like, lot of the same characters in all the books? Yeah, I mean, we just got intro- introduced to like a large batch of new people through mm-hmm. um reasons I will not mention. Right. Um but so that I'm wondering where she's going to take that because these book series, I kind of relate to like a 90s sitcom. So in a 90s sitcom, I feel like specifically you can figure out within the first five minutes what's going to happen like throughout the entire episode. Like just in the sense of. There's like three different pathways these partners or these relationships go through and then there's a struggle and then there's a happy ending. Like it's all going to work out, you know? Right. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for a happy ending. Yeah, same. I should read them. Like Yeah, read them. At some point and like we And then when you ask me about them. a character coupling, I'll be like I literally remember none of it. Yeah. <laughs> because well, as soon as I finish reading it, it's out of my head. I'm on to the next gone. book. No, but we should do like a full episode of discussing them. That would be oh, fun. God. That would be intense. Anything else for your chaos this week? Um, About summing up? No, I don't have a life. Did you I tell you that? something interesting? No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I forget? You're like, wait, did something really cool happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. No, not that I can remember, but... 
<laughs> yeah. You're busy with work mainly, which yeah. yeah. Like when you have to transition over to night shift, it can get rough. Good week overall. I wrote good. a couple hundred words. Ugh. Oh, good. There's something. Did you do any like brainstorming or thinking in your head about it? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's helpful. Like, okay, so with your when you're with your characters, do you feel like mm-hmm. they talk to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And right now they're ignoring me. But uh, Roman has been kind of like whispering in my ear. Yeah. And he wants to like come back to me. So he just has to convince the rest to come back to me. Yeah. And then I'll feel better. And like Isla's kind of bugging me a little bit. But yeah. the rest of the characters just don't even want to look at me. And I think it's rude because I created them. Well, I think sometimes I have to like go back and sit with them a little bit. Like I was feeling that way majorly for like um my like whip that I'm currently working on trying to finish and like even went to a whole other project right for a while and was like not even thinking about this one. But then I had to do all my rewrites for like the first 20 chapters and I feel like once I sat with them for a bit they started talking to me again. So I got to write some, like, new material, which helped. So you mean I can't just, like, give them trauma after trauma and <laughs> they're not going to keep talking to me? No. No, they're not. Well, and also, it's, it's, like, once you, like, I don't know. I feel like you really start to develop, like, their character. To, like, their character. I don't know. My characters are kind of becoming themselves a little bit. So, like, that's helping mm-hmm. me guide what they do where i go next with stuff right so yeah i've been thinking so ever since this book came into my head there's been one scene i've wanted to write mm-hmm. i've been building up to it and building up to it and building up to it and building and, but i've avoided it because i'm not like chronologically there yet yeah yeah right the shit we can out cut of it yeah write do you know it. what scene i'm talking about no but i think you should write it <laughs> Regardless yeah, of what it's, I mean, I bet I could take a few guesses at what it is. It's so it's like a really intense moment and it really turns the plot and turns mm-hmm. the characters in the direction they need to go in. Yeah. Um and I think I've just amped it up so much that I just need to write it and even if that's not how it ends up yeah. in the final draft, like yeah. I need to put something and I just want to do it on like a blank word doc. Yeah. And see a 100%. blank page. I found myself I was like really writing random scenes when I first started writing this book like most of what I wrote was like later stuff and like some of what I wrote is like stuff that's going to end up being in fourth the fourth book like not even gonna be for a while fourth book Uh, you sent you uh, give me shivers (laughs) but uh I don't know I feel like you should just write it because I do feel like it can guide the rest of your writing then whether or not it stays the same or not, at least it's like penciled out and you're like, I know that it the story needs to get here. Okay, now what do I do from A to B right now or you know, whatever? So wise. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's wise as much as trial and error. <laughs> you know? I just yeah. And I think a lot of people have a fear of the blank page. Yeah. I have the fear of the opposite where I already have a scene going and I don't know where to take it. I'd much rather yeah. have a blank page where I can just start from scratch Yep. because the blank page to me holds like the promise that something will eventually be there. Yeah. Well, and it's hard too when you kind of feel like you're writing scenes as filler or as gaps, because like I am of the belief that 
no scene should be a filler or a gap. It should have some significance to your story and what's going on. So, like, even if it's just the uh, characters, like, I love developing. I think yeah. I think they would be considered inner circle or like inner. Jesus fuck. I think they would be considered <laughs> like filler chapters, but just the moments in Akatar where mm-hmm. you just see the inner circle like experiencing yeah. each other. Yeah. I think those moments are really important moments, even if they're not, um, you know. N- necessarily necessary to the plot yeah and i was actually thinking about that a lot this week because i had the pleasure of beta reading for a friend of ours i talked about a little bit last week i'm so Um, jealous yeah uh it's was yeah um emmy and her book called when the ashes fall and i won't reveal a lot about it but there is are some really good moments like in the beginning of the book and this is going to be a series too and i think this is important as well and she she spends some time building up her characters' relationships with each other and showing how they they interact. And like, as a reader, that I feel like is stuff you appreciate later when shit really starts to go down because you start to understand why a it hurts so bad. Making, yeah, like why they're making that decision or what why they're making that move. You know, and if the writer is doing job they make that make sense based on you know these other scenes they're they're showing us to show us like that character's heart soul whatever you know <laughs> you can't talk to me like that when you look why so are you pretty. looking oh my at God. me because you look so cute today and your lighting is just like it. on point look at you brie oh my god yeah the lighting in my house you're is my co-host really nice. <laughs> tell me about tell me about your weekly chaos brie well, I got into some of it um, a little bit. I read um, Emmy's Whip. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. Took to, up some time. If she um, permits me, I want an arc read. Yeah, do an arc read. Um, and then we should read it and have her on, uh, you know, whenever it comes out. Because I think it's like in May. I, I'm really bad about giving the exact dates. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, like, but what comes out in it. six days? Hellfire. Oh yeah, Hellfire soon. Yeah, I'm so excited, Look, Daddy. You um, can do it, Mers. Mers, Mariel, Mariel, Mariel. Yes, Mariel Pomeroy, I believe. Um, I just call her it. father, but she's our father and book daddy, <laughs> <laughs> aka. Um, but yeah, go pre-order that. Go order the shit out of that. I'm excited. Oh, so we should probably read that soon. Hmm. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and um, update on one of our previous episodes. If you have listened to Betrayer of Blood by um, our friend Cass, that book you can now get in the real life on paperback. Paperback. It also opened up a really cool merch shop. So if you're like us and you like funky merch, you know, has a little bit of a fun twist to it, I'd go. Look at you, Cass, doing your thing. Doing her thing. Yeah. But we can just surround ourselves with amazing people. We really do. And we could probably talk about them for 40 minutes, which we did pretty much do the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) We really pulled out the old golden retriever with that episode. (laughs) Lots of support and love, which we'll continue to do on every episode. So, Of course. (laughs) But Bria, I want you to tell me something. Yeah. I want you to tell me about Vikings. Oh, yeah. I will tell you all about Vikings. So... I've been watching that 
show on Netflix. The I think it's like Vikings Valhalla or something along those lines. And I have to say that I watched the first Viking show. Did you ever watch any of that, Liz? No. <laughs> about it was like about Ragnar. I think Christian Rock, did. Yeah, that sounds like you talk about Christian liking Norse stuff. I was like, I'd be shocked if Christian didn't watch it or wouldn't be interested in watching it because it's yeah, very. I think he probably know, did, but um, yeah, those episodes are long, and I oh, yeah. need that is a lot of attention span. Well, and listen, I will say I think that this new show that I think is supposed to be set like after it, it's like a continuation of it. Uh, hits a few more points for me than the other one did on the like romance spectrum. Um, I heard it has a lot of tropes. It already has a like who did this to you trope, like verbatim, word for word. Oh my god! Like, yes, please, I we need to show you the clip. Woo! It's in the first episode, so you could just watch the first episode and you'll you'll see what I mean. It's like in the first. Christian's been talking part. about it, so maybe we'll yeah. watch it tonight. Um, it's super sexy, the show, already. Um, yeah. Basically, I'm just saying, if you like Vikings, you like romance, go give it a shot. It's a little bit violent, but listen, I'm in a place, so. I don't mind it. I don't mind a little gore, so. I don't mind a little gore with a side of sexy man. Absolutely. Sweaty, sexy man, every time. And there's Ooh. many of them, yeah. Oh, well, a little dirty, rough around the edges. <laughs> you've caught my interest. Mm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> well, another Very week of chaos that really wasn't fun this week is my Jeep has officially bitten the dust and I am <gasps> in the market for a new vehicle, which sucks because they're expensive right now. Oh. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Well, it was a manufacturer error with a like temperature sensor. So. Um, I won't bore you with the details on that one. <laughs> Are you <laughs> suing? You should sue. I should sue. I should. Well, basically, it would cost me like $6,500 to fix it. And Ew. at that point, just my vehicle's not even worth that. So, in the market for a new car. Hey, at least, at least you got a new job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to see the bright side. <laughs> totally. Um, and I have options right now. I can drive a few. Like, Mitch has a Subaru and a truck. So, like, we got, we're fine. It's just, ugh, annoying. Yeah. I bet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Rip, Rip yeah. Breeze Jeep. Yeah. Do, do you name your cars? No. But I know no. people do. Do you? Yeah. Mine's yeah, called, I have a 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. It's like that. that, that I can see you waiting out. to do that. I can see you just <laughs> waiting to like say that. <laughs> What the fuck do you mean? Uh, no, she, listen. She's a 2016 Chevy Trax. She's a mm. four door, um, and she's called the Gray Lady because she is regal. She is wise. She got us from Michigan to Canada on a hitch that should have never been on her in the first place. <laughs> well, she, you know, she pulled through. Good she's vehicle trusty. goes a long ways. I haven't been that attached. I have a Jeep and. I like it, and it's fine, but yeah, it's all right. It's not the best on snow and ice, which in Montana is not a good thing. It yeah. has four-wheel drive, but yeah. 
Pretty squirrel. I don't have winter tires on my car, and I live in Alaska, so I just, I just have all wheel, take the risk. Or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So none of you guys are going to trust us anymore. I feel like you're going to lose your trust every episode only because every episode we're going to say we're going to read this book this week. (laughs) And we're probably not going to do it. We're probably going to change our plan, up with a whole other plan, get sidetracked, all the things. We're indecisive. But, you know, I think we should actually read. If anyone wants to uh, reread the um, From Blood and Ash series with us. Because just seems appropriate. The new book just just dropped, you know. Yeah. And I'll I got a few commit, Brie. I'm committing. I read the first two not that long ago and was really into them and was solely committed to reading the third. Got hit by school, backtracked a little bit. But I feel like we power through them and then do an episode on them all. And if so, any of you guys want to join us, let's do it. When I first read FBAA, I was also reading Akatar. So I was oh. reading them at the same time. Tandem and read. You'd think it wouldn't be that confusing. Oh, I could see for, you know, you're you have a hard time with names, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. Which, by the way, my sister was laughing so hard at that episode because she was like, um, I totally can relate to that. <laughs> She's like, I'm Listen. pretty sure I thought that that was beautiful as well at one point yeah. in my life like in a different book or something ha and your sister's like a linguistic person so well she has a lit- like a literature what english like degree like yeah so yeah. you know what you guys oh no it was a boy in her class was named ha. Bo. And then she'd see it written on like the roster and be like whose name is that how do you pronounce yeah. that does but, it like, not never look like you <laughs> It just cracked I'm me still up. getting teased about that. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like it's also really relatable. Like a lot of people, yeah. Like I have that with other names. I thought Pharaoh was like fair for the longest time. Fair, like fair, <laughs> yeah, fair, darling. Yeah, no how to pronounce her name? I listen, anyway, F B A A. Yeah, <laughs> these names are a bit easier to pronounce. Oh, yeah, um, Castile. I could pronounce that name all day long. Castile. Castile. Denier. Castile Denier. Or Hawk Flynn, whatever you want to call him. Okay, by the way, spoilers in this. Oh, yeah. Next section. <laughs> <laughs> Little late on that one, Brie. Um, yeah. yeah. Somehow. If I'll you like... don't want to hear the spoilers yeah. of this book, don't listen, listen to this bit. <laughs> I'll put it in the bio or something, like the minutes that will spoil it. But yeah. Um, but we're going to talk. Yeah. Gonna, let me just pull up the summaries of these books so I don't oh, accidentally yeah. spoil something for you that's in book three. Okay. So I can tell you where I ended, like where book two ended. Okay. Yeah. Just catch me up. Catch, mm, book catch two, me up. I end ends with, and this is digging deep in the memory because it's been a couple months ago and NCLEX ago. So I have a lot of information shoved in this brain since then. But. I, they end up in whatever his land is called, Anatelia, Atlantia. <laughs> Play with this, guys. Oh my but god, it's, it's something like that. Um, and oh, I yeah, just love the way you see Atlantia. It. They end up in Atlantia. They get there, and like, there's that like big earthquake thing. Right? She gets betrayed by, um one of the young werewolves and there's like people are mad at her 
for like sending all the like ampery on them you know or oh like, but it's not her fault but it's not her fault but they're mad at her for it right you know because yeah. she's the maiden and like they think she's evil so they like are about to kind of like hurt her in some way um and then, stone her to death yeah stone her to death that's right i was like what way is it bad something bad um and before that there's like this like the gods awaken kind of a moment right and she like they all drop dead don't they should i read the happens? summary should i read the summary <clears throat> yeah okay um yeah that from what i remember yeah they are about to kill her and then something happens she, in, which you in find his, in book three and castile's parents are there that's like how she meets her his parents <laughs> is there's like all these dead people around her <laughs> and his mom is says something like bitchy she's or no she says she's here. acting like a queen or something i'm gonna read the last paragraph and then you okay. can read the summary it says she says and bow before the before the last descendant of the most ancient ones. She who carries the blood of the king of the gods within her. Bow before your new queen. Yeah, so it's like... And then the dad is... just tries to, like, cover it up later. And he's like, no, 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 she didn't mean it. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, that must be sorry. book three. No, 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 that's not, like, a huge spoiler. I doubt that's a huge spoiler. Yeah, no. No, But the dad right tries away. to, like, totally play it off. Because in the, really? it, the third book picks up... Where right after book two yeah if i remember correctly like right where i left off and the dad's just like no 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 she didn't mean that she didn't it's oh, fine let's take a couple steps backwards here. yeah so i'm gonna read um the summary for book two which is a kingdom of flesh and fire i <clears throat> loved book two i thought book two was fantastic castile is a dream there's a scene in a hot springs that every person should listen to you were oh, you of, do you remember that? Or, oh, I'm sorry. Read. I read it. Anyway, there's a scene in the hot springs that everybody should read or listen to if you prefer audiobook. <laughs> Is so this? Good. Do you remember it? It's like this they're like traveling up to. I can't remember exactly when it is and they like bang in a hot tub and it is nice. It's a such it's so good. <laughs> It's a very okay. good smut scene. <laughs> I see. And I, I think Obviously, her it, scenes are very it, tasteful. I do too. And it lives rent free in my brain, apparently. So it must have been good. Okay, you want to read the summary? Is love stronger than vengeance? A betrayal. Everything Poppy has ever believed in is a lie, including the man she was falling in love with. Thrust among those who see her as a symbol of a monstrous kingdom, she barely knows who she is without the veil of the maiden. But what she does know is that nothing is as dangerous to her as him, the Dark One, the Prince of Atlantia. He wants her to fight him, and that's one order she's more than happy to obey. <laughs> he may have taken her, but he will never have her. A choice. Castiel Denaire is known by many names and many faces. His lies are as seductive as his touch, his truths as sensual as his bite. Poppy knows better than to trust him. He needs her alive, healthy, and whole to achieve his goals. But he's the only way for her to get what she wants, to find her brother Ian and see for herself as he if, if he has become a soulless ascended. Working with Castile instead of against him presents its own risks. He still tempts her with every breath, offering up all she's ever wanted. Castile has plans for her, 
ones that could expose her to unimaginable pleasure and unfathomable pain. Plans that will force her to look beyond everything she thought she knew about herself, about him. Plans that could bind their lives together in unexpected ways that neither kingdom is prepared for. And she's far too reckless, too hungry to resist the temptation. A secret. But unrest has grown in Atlantia as they await the return of their prince. Whispers of war have become stronger, and Papia is at the very heart of it all. The king wants to use her to send a message. The dissenters want her dead. The woven are growing more unpredictable, and as her abilities to feel pain and emotion begin to grow and strengthen, the Atlanteans start to fear her. Dark secrets are at play, one steeped in the blood-drenched sins of two kingdoms that would do anything to keep the truth hidden. But when the earth begins to shake and the skies start to bleed, it might already be too late. Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what caught me off guard about this book series, too, is the vampires. I did not really see that coming. That See, but that's the great part, though. I was like, oh, and it took me yeah. a minute to get it, that, yeah. like, that's the direction she was going in. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. I was like, oh, and then, and then the craven. The carriage scene. Yeah, oh, the carriage scene. The carriage That's scene. in book two, right? Yeah, that's uh, in book two. It all blends it's together. Two. Maybe it's in book one. I think Maybe it's in book, in a book one. I think it's, it's one. It's which guy is We're it? We're talking again? about book no. one and two. I don't give a it's shit. It's book two. It's book two. It's when that's they're at probably that, my like, favorite scene. Yeah, I know which where it is. Yeah, it's where they're at that like other town, like hiding yeah. out, and like, they fuck over a dead body. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and he says, you know, "Brace yourself." Brace yourself. Oh. He is just so dreamy to me. I love him as if, like, he's one of my favorite, like, main characters. Like, male main Book boyfriends, for sure. If I could create a character that you is, did. like, a third. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Okay, but I get such Castile, like, daddy vibes from Roman, too. Like, oh. there's a lot of, like, not too much similarity. That is not at all what I'm saying. I just mean... They're of the same cut from the Breed. same cloth. Yes. <laughs> like that dark and twisted yet like a little violence. But I think I need to explore oof. Roman's dark side a bit more to like also, really feel that emotion. Yeah, but she doesn't do that with Castile very much. It's yeah, a I, bit. Want, I want Roman, like I want you to see his torment and see yeah. that he's not always a good person. Yeah. He, but he tries his best. Does he? <laughs> he does no, what he does. Work once what works for him and his. <laughs> once Talia shows up, he really He's does. like, fuck all. <laughs> fuck you, dad. Yeah. I know. I, I The thing, though, that Roman has and that Castile has that I'm not doing with my current, the one I'm trying to finish, whip. Um, is, you are finishing. Yes. They have a little bit of a, like, like charming playful side yeah really like like that's something that castile has that makes him like really likable to me is that like sometimes in the most like serious situations he's like yeah like when he fucks poppy in a carriage over a dead body 
he's like okay yeah. i don't care what's going on right right now this is what i want and <laughs> it's the humor that they have that i think yeah, makes them human together or like makes them more like yeah. cool. and here's the thing is that i know there's some controversy surrounding these books and not like a huge amount but i have been watching tell me um, the controversy <laughs> tell me what you've do, been hearing do you file julia at entirely bonkers you have yes to. i do yeah. yes she has on a couple of her stories and i actually like haven't listened thoroughly through them but i have seen a couple of hers like talk about how there's a ton of similarity between these books and game of thrones and like is there um, i haven't seen game and, of thrones oh yeah and once she pointed it out i was like Oh, hmm, hmm. But here's the thing. I don't think it's so much that it's like a direct copy. I don't really think that to me. But like there are moments that they treat copy a bit similarly to as like Daenerys is treated. Um, and Julia points this out way better than I am. But and I think she has. I think it's point, just but. the vibe or it's like almost a straight up copycat. She points out a few things that are almost straight up copycat, in my opinion. Ooh. But but not an like. I haven't read it yet, so I need to read the book to see it. I, I don't want it happens, ruined for me. Yeah, it happens more in like future books, but I think there, she mentioned one part where there's like a part where there's like children calling out to her, and they're using a word that sounds really similar to Khaleesi, and there's another word that's used in Game of Thrones that means like mother, like Khaleesi kind of means mother i think or something and there that happens in one of these books in this series as well i mean to poppy which i don't, I don't think don't... is a huge copycat like in terms of i feel like that's a standard fantasy thing to a point so, but as a person who doesn't who has not seen game of thrones and who was just brought into this conversation about five seconds ago right yeah no i know the minimum yeah. um I don't I feel like if they're either. both following Norse law, like Norse lore or like Viking lore, there's going to be similarities. But again, I haven't seen the evidence, so my mind and could and may know. change, and that's okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think I should go through and actually do some justice. And I'm sorry, Julia, I'm butchering your argument, but I didn't listen to all of it. <laughs> Only had a. Like, I was in a place at the time where, like, I couldn't use the volume. You know how that goes when you're watching mm -hmm. stories? So I, like, missed pieces. But I think the things I did hear her say made, like, that, a few copycat things like that. And I, I think it like, makes a few more. Um, this? But, and something to look, follow up on and look into. And we'll talk about it when we do, like, a full episode on it. We'll talk. We'll dive into deep, deep into it. But, yeah. yeah. This makes me think of what I've been seeing going around. Bookstagram. I've seen a couple people point it out. Um, Elena was one of them at the Lady Davis. Oh, yeah. But um, about like how people are saying you shouldn't leave a review of a book saying that you don't like the book or that mm -hmm. you can't leave a negative review. Mm -hmm. My opinion of this is like, I think it's totally acceptable to say you don't like a book. Like, not everyone has to like the same books you like. Yeah. There is a line between criticizing and say, like, these are the reasons I don't like, like, doing it constructively. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just, like, these themes are not themes you're interested in or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Or if and there's like just problematic saying, things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Or then saying like this book sucks be- and like anyone who likes it is stupid. Like mm-hmm. those are two completely different yeah. things to me. Yeah. So I like I think it's perfectly acceptable to be like, hey, this book is not great to me. Don't go like tagging the author in your shitty reveal. Yeah. But like I think it's okay to not like a book that other people like. Totally. And it's okay to point out problematic shit. And sometimes you see it and others don't. And, you know, because we're all more sensitive to things. But, yeah. Which is, it brings up another, like, if we're going to talk about controversy a little bit. We can keep talking about FBA, too. But I know we'll have a whole episode on it. But I was, um, I had seen something, like, very brief. And I don't want to get too far into it. And I more want to talk about how I'm so thankful for the Discord that we're a part of. But, like. I think I heard like somebody talking about how like other discords have drama about like sharing ideas and people's ideas getting like taken or used or stolen um more or less even though that I'm of the belief that there's a lot of tropes and things that it's not stealing but I feel like sometimes there are just direct you know plagiarism issues but but I'm just very thankful that in our discord we don't have that issue. I never feel worried about sharing my work with people um, in our Discord. Yeah. Do you? I don't. No, I've never, never had even that crossed concern. my mind. And, like, maybe don't be an asshole and steal someone else's <laughs> ideas. Like, yeah, that was the first thing ass. that popped into mind. Like, okay. And I and like I that you know, pointed out. that's not happening, but that's just something I saw. Maybe like, it's not. But if it yeah. is, like, that's yeah. pretty shitty. And I like that you pointed out, like, yes, in fantasy genres there are going to be certain tropes that just repeat themselves and repeat themselves and repeat yeah. themselves why because they're good tropes like yep. <laughs> so you're yeah, gonna find like similarities character archetypes you know like those yeah. are used all over like that's sunshine character bad boy yeah. grumpy like mm-hmm. like putting your but you always put your own twist on it right they're your characters yeah. you make them into themselves like they're themselves they're their own characters <laughs> If they're like mine. (laughs) Yeah. I would be, I mean, my feelings would definitely be hurt if someone just like Mm -hmm. copy pasted straight from Mm -hmm. whatever I was sharing. Or used like a similar line of some sort. I don't know. And even then it's like, I know there's a lot of similar lines out there. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. But like, I think it's pretty obvious when it's like being used. I think it depends on how much of the context Mm-hmm. lines up like i think it's going to be different for everyone based mm-hmm. on everyone's own personal opinions well um, yeah yeah totally preference things like that yeah and but i mean there aren't even lines that just so many people use like the who your hurt mind you. yeah, yeah who hurt you who did this to you yeah so i think it just depends on like if you have something that's specific to your book like, you pulled this out of your head, you made it up, and then someone mm-hmm. steals that. Like, that's obviously de- dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have some lines written that I'm, like, I would be able to know if somebody, like, pulled that from my book. Yeah. I guess. I'm sure you do, too. Like, I- Not really. <laughs> I try not to look back on my writing once yeah. I've written it. How is your writing going? These days? We've kind of talked about it a bit, but let's talk about it more. Let's talk about your writing instead. <laughs> um, 
it's like it's fine. I've written a couple words, um, couple hundred words, but like I'm used to writing like a couple thousand words a day. So it's mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't bother me for the first couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I didn't want to pressure myself. And now it's really starting to bother me. Yeah, I can relate to that. I know. I, I feel like my stretches, I don't write much at all. But just, I want to write. No. I want to see that word count go up. No, it's, I want to finish. I want to, but you can I do feel it. like this week I finally started writing new material. I went through old beta reads, like in comments, and fixed some things. I have to still write my rewrite my prologue. That's like the one thing in the first part that I have to rewrite, but the rest is like first draft done. And yesterday I spent a good chicken time of writing, finished one chapter and started writing another, like new stuff, you know, new material, new, advancing the plot, so to say. So, (laughs) well, and it's kind of funny because it's like a few chapters in the middle that I have to write and I have a few after that I've already written. So then I have to piece kind of some of that together. So I probably like all in all have close to like 30 chapters written. I just have to fill in a few middle. I'm proud of you, Brie. That's so fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. My issue is like the problem with ADHD is that, yes, you hyper focus on things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you hyper focus on things you don't necessarily want to be hyper focused on. Mm hmm. I feel like anxiety and depression like fall on that too. Yeah. <laughs> like manic stuff. Like sometimes when you're manic, I feel like like you super focus on things that maybe aren't the best things that you should be focusing on. Yeah, like but, there's a lot of other things I could put my attention yeah. to right now. But it feels yeah. like I physically cannot. Are you just my therapy session this week, Bree? Since yeah, I, I could be your therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Miss A? It's yeah, been you all along. <laughs> yeah. I will not take credit for that, Miss A. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I actually accomplished some things and feel like my book is going and it's in a direction that I'm happy with. You should um, be proud. And I can't read to yeah. like wait to read the whole thing on Kindle Unlimited. I know. I feel like I'm going to share it with some people like from now on, but I feel like I'm all, maybe I'll just wait and share most it finished and do like a big beta raid with some people too. Because I feel like you can, after reading Emmy's beta, like, straight through, I really thought that is how you fully appreciate a book, is being able to read it from start to finish. Yeah, even if it's I don't... not fully finished, like, even if there's some things that are going to change, which is totally fine. Um, and I think I needed those readers for my first 20 chapters, because I needed them to, like, show me what I'm, you know, like, that my characters are coming across the way I'm wanting and things like that. But... I think the rest of it might show to like a few alphas and like things like that but i've had two people this week ask me to alpha read for them um, and i said i would as long as it was unofficial <laughs> yeah i think yeah. i'm most comfortable in beta reading or like in arc reading because then i can just tell you what i think of these characters mm-hmm. i can live react to your stuff and then that way you can know if you're getting the reaction you want out of the reader yeah. or not Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can give constructive criticism. I mm-hmm. always feel an extreme amount of guilt about it. <laughs> I think you are a good alpha, though, because I feel like you will read chunks. You'll read like a chapter for me and give me like an overall like 
idea of. I need to read was, two chapters for Lori tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Cass sent me. Maybe I shouldn't say this on the pod, but Cass sent me two chapters of Dark Siren when we were on Gen Chat the other night. I've read a couple chapters. I still have to read them and I can't wait. I've just been waiting because, oh my gosh. I also may, you were talking about girl bossing too close to the sun last week. I think I may (laughs) be doing that. I did finish Emmys, but I have another one that I, or another beta that I have to finish. And then um, we'll be reading like kind of alpha beta style a couple others. Over the next couple. And we're going to be reading FBAA. FBAA. And we need to read Faints Illuminated before it comes out too. Yeah, but that doesn't come out until April. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. We have until April. So when should we read Hellfire? I bet we could read Hellfire in a week. Dude, I can read multiple books at once. So I'm good. When is Hellfire out? Uh, The 21st, I think. What's six days from now? Yeah, the 21st. Oh, of March? Yeah. Not April. Oh, shit. So we were talking about whips, right? And how that's going. Anything else you want to add? What else have you been thinking about with yours? I think part of my issue is like author's anxiety because like eventually, like I'm still unsure if I'll ever actually publish this. Um, Yeah. And like you want to be a good author and you want to have representation in your books and you want to have, Mm -hmm. like you want everything to come across cleanly and Mm -hmm. clearly but also i'm not going to please everyone right like there's always going to be something wrong yeah and i feel like it's also a process right like if you're truly wanting to write multiple books your first one is always your first one right yeah it's never it's you're always going to be improving and getting better and you know what i mean which is also hard when you're writing because you just want to keep I mean, I was thinking about this the other day when I was doing my rewrites, and then I can't even remember who, which friend of ours I was talking to about. It might have been Ray, might have been Emmy, might have been both. But when you rewrite, I feel like every time I le- read something that I've written, I somehow rewrite it. No matter if it's perfect, no matter if whatever, it somehow gets one sentence gets rewritten, moved around, something changes. It's like it's just inevitable. So at some point you have to cut yourself off is my point. Yeah. Like how do you, and how do you think you deal with like author's anxiety? I think I let it fester and (laughs) (laughs) no healthy Uh, habits here on triple B. I for sure have moments of like when you share, like I this week have shared a synopsis of my book which I've never yeah. done before. And it's so good. And then I've also, I also shared a few snippets of one of my characters. And with that And I've came, read them. They're lovely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, Asa. Mm. Uh, mm. Sad boy. <laughs> we'll explore that. I feel like he <laughs> listens to My Chemical Romance. He definitely does. <laughs> he should. When um, I was a young boy. <laughs> I love that you did that about him. <laughs> I pick yes. up on his vibe. So I feel like uh, if I met Asa, I would annoy the shit out of him. He would hate you. He would Literally, hate me. <laughs> Rian is, though, kind of that, like, you know, like sunshiny, um, peppy personality. Won't, won't <laughs> shut up. Like, you know, can't keep Yeah, no, shut we get along life. quite splendidly. 
Yeah. And you love Rian too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh see but this yeah. brings back to your point of like you have to read the whole book in succession mm-hmm. because like unless you're talking about it then I remember what we're talking about. Right. If we don't it's just because yep. I've read it all in such read- disarray of order. Yeah. And I feel like at this point yeah, you need to read it. I want to know what my reader thinks start to finish because I'm writing it in a way that that's how the reader like things are revealing themselves. So it's hard when I'm just I feel like certain things need to be read out of context and you can get a lot of input out of them. But I'm yeah, like what so are you far, thinking when you read this? Yeah, yeah. What vibes are you getting? What's the vibe? You know, that kind of thing. Vibe check. Yeah. Um but when I posted those little like snippets, just three little snippets from Asa, I really had a lot of anxiety about it because, you know, I have anxiety about my writing and um, things like but that. It's fantastic. Because <laughs> and, and, I, you know, each of those are trying to display an emotion, like a very clear emotion that I'm trying to display. But I was really happy to. So in one sense, I didn't deal with the anxiety because I was an anxious mess after I put that out into the world but then on the other end i got some comments back some from some like people i trust and people that are friends that were like oh like this is conveying it proved to me that it was conveying the emotion that i wanted him and that is helpful that Mm -hmm. is good feedback that was like okay people are seeing that this is this is the emotion i'm trying to portray through these little snippets about him and it'll be even, even more so felt when it's like actually in the actual writing, right? So yeah. in context and things like that. But I was just so yeah, it's like helpful sometimes when you put yourself out there that gives you more anxiety, but then also relieves more anxiety in the short term. Yeah. But more hopeful confidence feedback. in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you want to see those snippets, go to <laughs> at B Burns Books, B-E-A-B-U-R-N-S, B-O-O-K-S. On Man, you're a good speller. I would like totally have fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did uh, win the spelling bee when I was in like third oh my grade. God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was really hard, and I kind of want to talk about this too, because I did it this week, and I feel like I only did it out of like pure inspiration. Like I don't even know where it came from. I didn't really have anything pre-written. I had it pulled a few things from like my own writing for it that I had written like in the prologue or whatnot but like I wrote a synopsis for my book which is basically like a description and I feel like that's hard every time I talk to my writer friends they're like uh and you're so like difficult. oh tell me about your book they're like I don't know how to do that <laughs> you know? yeah but you, you did it I did did you write one have you written <sighs> absolutely not I feel like, too, you have to get to a certain point where you feel confident enough to write it that it actually displays what your book is about. Here's the synopsis in my head. Um, Traumatized warrior princess meets cocky (laughs) dark prince with morally gray background. Save kingdoms, question mark? (laughs) Yeah. And that was kind of mine for a while. (laughs) I came up with one. Um, I was very, I'm very happy with it. It's it's a success. I'm glad. And it's so beautiful. I want to read yeah. it. War and violence have become a way of life and survival on Guy. The gods have grown silent and the old and the ways of the old religion have 
been all but lost under the persecution of the empire following an ominous new religion, rising to take what they believe is theirs. Darkness spreads throughout the five kingdoms, planting greed and hatred in the hearts of men, creating an imbalance between the light and darkness within the spirits and the elements. Could a union between the kingdoms lead to Guy's salvation and the return of the gods? One Dorian daughter's call to the gods leads another leads to another's uncertain fate. Lady Rain Dorian of Elmany is faced with a future uncertain and sure to be full of danger when her older sister goes missing. She must choose to follow her duty as a Dorian daughter and fulfill a treaty 15 years in the making by marrying a known enemy, High General Asa Amund, prince and heir to the Muhalan Empire. Will she accept her duty despite the confusion she faces surrounding the man she meets? Can she keep him from tumbling down the path of darkness when he's faced with unspeakable choices and new revelations? A dark prince's cold heart is set aflame. Prince Asa Amund has refused to face his demons ever since he was a child, running from years of abuse and manipulation. He's done everything under his he's done everything his uncles have asked, and now he is tasked with producing an heir prophesied to be the start of the Amund dynasty, predicted to last thousands of years. He lost the will to care years ago and accepts their order without defiance, until he meets the bride in question and his plans for the future are turned upside down, bringing out a side of him he thought he had buried long ago. Will the dark devil torn, turn towards the light, or will the prince be swallowed by the darkness that threatens to consume him? The spirits are awakening, bringing a warning from the gods. Balance must be restored, and a reckoning is coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Look at that. <clears throat> a reckoning. <laughs> I don't really know what the reckoning is yet, but <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> There's so much you don't know. <laughs> I'm here for the confidence. That's also kind of the fun part of you if you just have somebody read it from start to finish mm -hmm. because you they get that fun ride of figuring it out. Like Emmy's whip had so many twists and turns, and that was fun for me, like to sit there and be like, oh my god and then be able to message her and then the next second read like the next few chapters and see how that's like resolved and message her and be like holy shit what's going on like <laughs> oh my god i yeah <laughs> i love getting comments in my whips of like wait this doesn't make any sense like you need to fix mm -hmm. this and i'll be like just it will yeah yeah just wait a it minute it will <laughs> make sense i know and that's another thing to talk about when beta reading because sometimes there were many things in Emmy's Whip that I had questions about and that I still do. But I know it's a series. And I know I'm 100 pages in in a 300-page book. So sometimes it's kind of like, I think it's okay for a beta reader to point that out. But hey, this popped up as a question for me. Even if you're like, well, I'm not answering that yet. Because... Yeah. That still, you still want your readers to have these questions that pop up. And that's something I want to know from my beta readers is what questions pop up for you. But I feel like you can only really do that if they're reading that in like sequence. So, yeah, you know what Yeah, because I mean? you can only say that so many times. So I'm like, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Like at some point it needs to be answered, you know, but not if it's a series. Like think about all the questions you have at Akatar. 
over the course of the first couple books, like probably just the first day with your high Lord. Yeah. Like I'm, that's why I'm saying like Easter eggs and things like that are part of, part of the reading experience. So like I sometimes think as beta readers, sometimes people can tend to be a little bit more critical. And I think I may be just speaking for myself, but a little bit more critical than they would be if they were just reading a normal book because they're happy to sit and wait for the answer. Or to sit and wait and see if the author answers. Mm -hmm. Which you are trying to do. As I'm terrible too. at. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, like, if I'm... I'm like, give me the answer right no now. And that is no way anything any of my betas have done. <laughs> I'm just saying. Except like, for me. <laughs> no like, way. Give me the answer now. <laughs> well, you're just I like, what happens it. here? <laughs> yeah. But, like, one thing Tell that me. was really helpful when my sister read through my book... Or like the first part of it, not a lot of it, just like the stuff that I wrote was like, what did you just say? I found my potato, oh, my diced potato. potato. I'm trying to get it. my dog to go get it. Uh, anyway. You're, you're um, not even a hunter. You're just a gatherer. He brought up she, what some of the comments she made were very simple, but they they pointed out places that I wanted the reader to be like, ooh, mm -hmm. is that where, like, one was, is that where so-and-so went or something? And I'm like, okay, they're picking up what I'm laying down. Like, it's helpful ooh. to hear that, you know? Ah. Ooh, ah. I'm a very, like, I'm if I'm going to beta read for you, I'm probably going to leave a lot of useless comments. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I want you to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Me too. I left Most of my of comments my... are just like screaming. Like cool, 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 cool or something. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but like fine, I fine, want fine, you fine, to fine. know that I think that's a cool tidbit of information. Like anytime you say that on something that I've written, like you'll be like, ooh, I like this part. I like that. That is helpful because that means that it's decent. I feel your flow, Brie. Mm -hmm. I feel your yeah. pattern. <laughs> Did you just hit the roadblock in that? I, yeah, I hit the mic. But the flow's back on. <laughs> the flow is on. What's that song? Anywho. Oh, God. I have a lot to say. Do you oh, wonder where Roman sense. gets his flirting? Oh, I know where Roman gets his flirting. <laughs> it just works a lot better when you're 6'4", tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, Roman. And not 5'4", short, blonde, and bubbly. Roman. I still Roman. love the, like, one... What do they call it when you find, like, a picture of a character that looks like your character? There's, a like, a name claim. for it. Yeah. That one, like, model face claim character that we found a few weeks ago of Roman for Roman still lives a little bit, like, rent-free in my head as that <laughs> as Roman. I do, like, plan. So I have, I was actually seeing your post that kind of made me think of this idea. Oh, yeah. Which is not, it's not, like, an original idea, I'm sure. But um, oh, mine's not even. Mine wasn't an original yeah. idea. <laughs> um, I want to make posts, and it's like one-liners or like thoughts from characters. Mm -hmm. So these are lines that probably won't be in the book, but oh, okay. they're like good descriptions of the characters, or like you might oh, get cool. quotes from the characters. Um, yeah. So I have one made for Roman. I want to make one for Talia. I also yeah. have to make a post reviewing the Frayed Edge because that's going to be my first book review. I have it written up. I just have to make the posts. Oh, like a book review on your bookstagram. I like that. Yeah. You're going to start doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing it. Cool, um, cool. I think between the two of us, between the two of us, you definitely have, like, big dick energy. 
various moments, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Their confidence is at an all-time high. <laughs> Sometimes I get, like, unreasonably confident with, like, nothing to back up that confidence. And that's my big dick energy. Yeah. It's like, I'm competitive. But I'm bad at everything. You ask me to be in a sport with you, I'll be terrible at it, but I'll act like I'm going to kick your ass. Listen, I'm short, so I can just go for the kneecaps. How are you? 5'4". Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Excuse me? (laughs) Well, you're little. What are you trying to say? I'm little. (laughs) I mean it in a bad way. All the easier to fucking reach your kneecaps, Bree. <laughs> oh, I got my Hellfire arc, and I I'm sixty-five percent of the way through. <laughs> I messaged. I was just about to say we should like read it and then uh, <laughs> react to it all week, but I'm just gonna catch up with you and start reading. I read like the first part of the first chapter, and then I was like, I should check in with Liz on this. Screw I keep that. sending um. Mers DMs. I'm just like, oh yeah, what the fuck? This is what <laughs> I do for anyone who um gives me an arc. Is you get spammed with live reactions while I'm reading, so you okay. get screenshots of lines, you get my reaction to those lines, you get videos, you get theories. So, message Mers and ask her for it because I don't know what happens. I like mistyped her email to like approve her to send it to me, so she it to me and I was so happy because I guess you can email a link and it and I could still upload it to like my Kindle and like read it you know book style but uh I'm excited you're liking it I'm loving it it's really good it's really fucked up um Is I really want to yeah but like in the most delicious way possible like, we'll talk uh, about it soon. I can't wait for you to read it. Character so we can talk about. I like the most. Off what you know. What characters do I like the most currently? Um, yeah, so answer that question. And then also, what character will I like the most when I start What reading? character will you like the most? I already warned her. I'll probably pronounce them all wrong. But the good news is, and guide. something... Yeah, that I love her pronunciation guide. I don't even say pronunciation right, so it's fine. Um, I love the language guide, and it's like I love the guide she has. Okay, I accidentally got love the two guide-mers. arcs. I don't know how that happened. I think Ray got Luckily, two as well. What happened? Fucking Amazon. Okay. Uh, the genealogy. That was the other thing. The genealogy oh. she has. So she has an ether, and you know I have an ether in my wit too. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Has yes. a lot of trauma babies. It feels like. Okay. I think my favorites are probably uh, Karime, Karime. Okay. Um. I'm in love with Ahia. Like, mm. I've I've the asked for character. her hand in marriage. Um, and I'm in love. Okay. She's an yeah. amazing female main character. I think you will love Luke. I've heard a lot about him on the Discord. Not I'm like fighting reading the Hellfire reacts, but I'm like, 
can still see that people are talking about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I think you will also love Karime. I will give you it's not I it's not spoilers. Okay. But I will give you a line from this woman. Um where is it? Oh, I see what's happening. I was in the wrong arc. <laughs> The other one you weren't reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the shit out of this while you're reading it. We're there's so many. I have so book. many highlights from this book. Look. You do. Okay. So this is how this woman introduces herself. I am divine energy. I am in love with colors. And I am the most important thing in the world. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Does that that pretty much like wraps up her type of energy too? Yes. Okay. Cool, 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 I, cool. I can't I I plead the fifth because if we say we, too much. But yeah. You know, it's dangerous. I play FMK. I wanted I wanna play FMK. <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> Present me with the options, dear Brianna. Well, should we stick with the FBAA? Yes, please. Or do you want to do someone else? Do that one and maybe someone else too. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I'll start with, with From Blood and Ash, Poppy. Mm-hmm. And Castile. Poppy, Kieran, and Castile. Um, so I know I made options and now I'm trying to remember them. Oh, I I'm I'm not following the rules this time. No one's dying on my watch. I will <laughs> I will fuck Kieran and Castile and I will marry Poppy. No, I will. <laughs> I will marry. I will marry Kieran so Poppy and Castile can be together. I'll fuck Poppy and Castile, and I will marry Kieran. <laughs> then I'm part of the inner circle, and I fucked all three of them. Is there like a thruple? No, a thruple. What? A a quadruple? Oh. Quads? A quadruple? Why did I say it so weird the first time? Quadruple. <laughs> I said it like it was a word that didn't exist yet. Oh, but it doesn't. Well, it probably does. Quadru- yeah. yeah, like if you quadruple something, you times four. Because quad is four. Yeah, let's go with it. Why, why are you saying that like it's not true? It knows what the real name for it is. They could just message. I mean, when you give birth to four babies, what do they call that? Uh, quadruplets? Yeah. Yes. Quintuplets? Quadruplets? Yeah. Oh, I've never Brie. seen anyone give birth to four babies. <laughs> What's the max amount of babies you've ever seen from one body at the same time? I have not seen it happen, but I have seen them after triplets. Triplets? Did not see the birth of triplets. What's, what's your goal? Do you have a goal? That sounds like a lot of ability and a lot of 
scary shit happening if there's more okay. than two of them. Okay, let's assume that they're all going to be fine. <laughs> let's assume I that they're all fine. We can assume. Like quintuplets. You don't want to see quintuplets. Be cool. Yeah. Man, can you imagine being that per- mom who gives birth to those? Imagine Ooh. like an octomom. Eight babies. Let's go. Ooh. Under the assumptions that they are all fine. They will all be okay. But is the mom, ouch. Mom will be okay too. <laughs> no one's dying. C-sections, right? Yeah, that Most would definitely be a C-section. She's <laughs> yeah. not, she's not going to just like <laughs> all of them out like one, one after two, the other. Three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> push. One. Push. Two. two. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> like a Nerf gun. Wow! <laughs> oh god, this digressed Wah. really quickly. <laughs> okay. Um, what? How would you do so, it? Yeah, back on off to FBAA. Say, I can't remember what I said the first word of this. It's been a week. You? Oh, I think I remember. You killed Kieran. Okay. Or did you right kill now. Poppy? Poppy. You probably and killed Poppy. I married Kieran had... and I. Oh, I'm. I remember now. I killed Poppy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you hit. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> killed Poppy. Killed Poppy. I married Kieran and I fucked Castile. But I remember after while you were talking about it and you were doing your part, I was like. Oh man, but like, I probably should marry Castile because he's the thing of all time. Like, I love Castile as a character. <laughs> you would? Would you cheat on Kieran for Castile? That's like without question. Unfaithful woman of the night. In that scenario, in that <laughs> it's all about scenarios. Oh yes, I would be in a fake. Or if <laughs> it, would you do the joining? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, 100%. Listen, if a War of Two Queens doesn't have the joining in it, I'm going to be upset. I'm pretty sure it does, and Kieran better be in it. Do you know what? I kind of like when something after the hype. In the hype. Like, I can kind of ignore it. Like, I've done that with Crescent City and Hosea. Um, Hosea. <laughs> I've never read those, but... um. And like Hellfire, I was like, hmm, I think I want to give it like a week and then read it so that I get a real kind of a real view. Because I feel like I can see all this stuff happening, but like I have no context for it because I haven't read the book. So it like doesn't really touch me. Yeah. Yeah. But but while I'm watching all this stuff, it kind of influences how I feel about the book. I I like take on it. Yeah, both have a place, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I read Crescent City right before the second book came out. So that hype for Crescent City was coming back. And it was really fun to be, like, in that hype moment. But it's also fun to kind of, like, be like, it all makes sense now. The red lines are connecting. Like, the yarn is making sense. Totally. My own opinion. I also love just, like, sitting back and watching everyone get excited about it. Because it makes me more excited to read the book. And I yeah. love seeing people's reactions. 
live reaction stuff. Especially if I've read the book. Okay. Well, Liz, that was fun. That was fun. I had a good time. Okay. Bye, Brie. Liz.